Father, thank you so much for Pastor Gideon, Lord, and that you've been speaking to him throughout this whole week, month, whenever he started this sermon, Lord. And I really pray that you communicate your heart through him, Father. That whatever you have on your heart, Father, and whatever your agenda is for tonight, Lord, that you can lead him there. And I pray that you have already led him there through this week. And thank you so much, Lord, for him serving us and communicating what you have for us, Lord. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Skulk. It's hectic when you're going to preach and your son runs out the auditorium. <laughs> was it something Skulk said or is it something I'm about to do? <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> Let's not go there. At least he's not sleeping. He used to sleep in the service while I'm preaching. Listen, guys, before I carry on with my sermon, as the preacher, we were asked to announce something, and I'm going to do that properly. Um, there's a Due to popular demand, we're going to have a question and answer sermon service on the 2nd of December in the morning. It includes, so what you need to do is talk to us at hatfield.co.za and you need to write down any question you have regarding this theme of discipleship. What do you think up in and out discipleship? Is there something that you want to ask that you think that is that you want them to answer to you from the stage. That's cool, hey? Okay, so if you remember that, talk to us at hatfield.co.za. Email your question there. Um, if you're from the above young adult generation, I try and do that very politely, then you just email. If you're in young adult, then you hashtag young adults in your email. They want to know the generation that send it. Okay, so if you send it there and you say, hashtag young adults, Michelle Myberg will know it's from you. Okay, good stuff. Already, I am going to start preaching. Like Skulk said, maybe this word has been brewing in my heart for a while. I always say it has been. My, <laughs> it's funny because when I get here, the word that I believe I want to give to you tonight from the Lord is or has been brewing a lot in my heart. Um, so what I'm going to do is as follows. I want to let you know that tonight I'm going to share with you because what I'm going to share is something I believe that's what was in the heart of the disciples. And, um, so I'm going to share it with you as if we in a loungy environment where I can share with you. If I had to say to you, this is the things I believe for community, I would love to share this the same way as one-on-one as to you as a crowd. The sermon title for tonight is A Call to Greater Grace. Okay, I'm looking at Tia because I loved what you said earlier about the grace. And when she went into the, the grace in the, in, when we were worshiping, I turned to Skulk and I said, I'm so happy because the sermon is going that route. So buckle up. Grace. When I read up about it, I must read this. The grace of God is favor, unmerited favor. We have salvation by grace. His goodness to those who have no claim on nor reason to expect divine favor. That is grace. The principal manifestation of God's grace has been in the form of a gift, whom we all know is Jesus Christ. And this is a gift from God by grace. If God himself, the creator of the universe, has set an example like that to send his only son as a gift to us, how much more should we extend grace to the person next to us? 
if God himself can do that, then we also can do that as he has done. When we look at where we're at with regards to um, the up, in, and out, we've been doing that triangle whole year um, for a while now, more than a year actually. I don't know who've noticed that. If you don't put up your hand, um, we're all in trouble. Up, in, and out. Up being to the Father, in being to me, and out being to the world out there. And tonight's sermon is about the coming in, and that's why I called it a call for greater grace. And it's not coming in to me personally, it's a come in, inviting people to you. Inviting people into this greater grace that we experience as a gift as Christians. Now we need to give that to the person next to us. So I'm going to start, this is um, where the scripture reading comes in for tonight. Acts 2 verse 42, it says the following. So a lot of you have heard me say, speak about this before, one-on-one. Um, It's just after the 3,000 people have given their hearts to the Lord when Peter preached. And it says the following, The believers spend their time, this is now after that, listening to the teaching of the apostles. They shared everything with each other. Everything. They ate together and they prayed together. I want to also read it in the message. It says it very nice. It says the following, It says, That day about 3,000 took him at his word. They were baptized and they were signed up. (laughs) That's really cool. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. Acts 2 verse 42. So I must just explain to you how this works. When I read Acts 2 verse 42 for the first time, you know, I just started letting it mingle in my heart. I realized something. It says they listened to the apostles' teachings. And then they all spend their time together sharing with each other. And they all spend their time together eating with each other. And they all spend their time together praying together. It wasn't the leaders that said, now we're going to pray together. And the leaders said, come guys, we need to eat together. And the leaders said, come guys, now we're going to share everything together. It was the people that was leading all these things. All of them. The leaders were the ones that was teaching what Jesus has taught them. So I want to go into this. I'm going to start with the first one, the apostles' teaching. And I want to start there. When it comes to that, with the leaders' teaching, I want to say that it's not always just teaching as in, I'm teaching you something from the front, and now you go and do what I teach you. It's also something that I need to take someone by the hand. So there's room for everything. There is room when you stand in front of people talking and speaking, and you're teaching them something. But it's very different when you take someone by the hand, and you walk a road with them, and you teach them as you go along, while you're mowing the lawn, while you bump your toe, or almost cut off your toe with the lawnmower, and you almost say those words. Okay, But you don't say those words because there's someone next to you that you're actually teaching and walking a road with. It's teaching them. It's walking a road with them. So that is part of it. Remember, there were 3,000 people that gave their hearts to the Lord. There needed to be people to walk alongside them, to teach them, and to do this. It is also very important to know 
that nowadays amongst the internet, with every, all the teachings we get, we know we get all these guys, you get to a person, you, he says, I've heard this on the internet, this is a teaching, this is what the guy said, and you're like, whoa, you know? So there's so many teachings people are getting nowadays. There is a responsibility, I want to say, on the person that's listening to the teachings to make sure that they sound and biblical. Because if you listen to too many teachings on the internet and you just take everything you see or everything you hear and say, this is it, this is how I'm going, before you know it, you're following all sorts of funny things and not the Word of God. It is so important. Nowadays, I want to actually say, it's crucial when I go and listen to a sermon on the internet to go and make sure, is this sound biblical teaching? It will also help you because now you're restudying what you just heard. I know it might take a bit longer, but it's good to do that because we cannot always just take what we hear. Okay. In an environment like this, we are accountable. So when we say things from the front in the mornings or the evenings, we are accountable about it. We need to know that we say the right things. We check with each other to make sure that you get the right teachings. When you have someone that's teaching, it's very important to know what you're hearing and what you're getting from the person. Also, what I, what I realized is when I heard about they listened to the apostles' teaching, you know, I, I just thought, I need to throw this in here. There's a guy, he's talking a lot about discipleship. So we know that in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says, go and make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them what I showed you. Teach them what I told you. So here's an example. If I... If I say to Aiden, <laughs> he didn't know I was going to use him. This example is for something else. But if I say to Aiden, Aiden, go and clean your room. It's really this simple. So Aiden goes to his room, and after about an hour, he comes back. And he says, Dad, this whole hour, I've memorized what you said. You said, go and clean your room. I know it, every word, go and clean your room. No, he doesn't do that. Or he comes back after an hour and he says, Dad, we had this little group discussion. We had a Bible study on how to go and clean your room. Did you clean my room? No. That's as simple as when Jesus said, go and make disciples. Aiden doesn't need to know how to go and clean his room. He knows what he needs to do in there. Aiden, go and clean your room. It's a simple instruction. Aiden goes to his room and he cleans it every time. true. So yeah, he's a very good boy. Just to say it's that simple. When we go and make disciples, if we have to show them and teach them as mature Christians to walk alongside someone, we show them properly. This is the road you need to walk. So they all came together with the apostles' teaching. Second, they shared everything with each other. This is interesting. You know what's the first thing that comes to my mind every time I hear that, because my sons were small at that stage, Barney, sharing is caring, how's that? They shared everything together. I was reminded of the part where Jesus broke the bread for the 5,000. You know what's interesting about the story, I read up about it a bit, we've been reading a book, Olivia and myself, about it. If Jesus took the bread... And he broke it and he gave it to the disciples. It probably would have been enough for them, just for them. You know, if each one just had a bite. 
But it came in the sharing. Jesus broke the bread and he gave to the disciples and they went and shared and the miracle happened. When we share with each other, things start happening. There's miracles that happen when I start sharing in my community. Sometimes I might be the person next to me, his miracle he's been praying for when I share something. If I hold back, if I feel I need to give Leandi something, but I don't, and I hold back, that might have just be the key for the miracle she's been praying for, but I hold back. Sharing is caring. I think of when we think of sharing in the community, they shared everything. In some translations, it says that they lacked nothing. They had everything that they needed. I'm thinking of the Jabez House. By the way, you can sign up for the Jabez House outreach again tonight, 17th of December. Very important. I think of the Jabez House sharing. I think of all the avenues where you can do it. You can share in the life groups. Someone might need some food, and in the life group, they give them food. Or you have Faith Promise, which we just finished now. Now we're coming up with stars for smiles. Sharing is caring. Hmm? And the chocolates. Skulk sharing the chocolates. That's also sharing. Yeah. Oh, and the people that won the chocolates, you need to share now as well. So there we go. <laughs> Compliments of Olivia. No condemnation right there. So in the sharing part, I want to share a story with you. I know that you all have been asking, and I've only shared with a few people, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I want to emphasize how important it is as a community because we called for greater grace, and we called to invite people in to where we're at and the grace that we receive from each other. Because the grace is not a gift just for me personally. No. If God gives us grace, it's for the person next to me as well. Grace is not just my own thing. Every person in this world deserves the gift of grace, which is Jesus. And who am I then to withhold and think it's just for me? Quick testimony. So you all know that, um, if you've seen on Facebook, that we started, you know, Olivia started this thing called a, a little mobile coffee trailer. Okay? If you don't know, that's what's been happening. But I want to tell you the road up to that. Because that whole coffee trailer, yes, we know that God started it, but everything in that is part of the community. We started out, we were just praying, and we thought, you know, she really wants a coffee shop, but you have one premises, it's a lot of rent and all these things. So we thought, no, no, no. And she came up with this idea, why don't we go mobile? I'm like, okay, so let's pray about it. And we started praying. You know, sometimes you just leave something and, you know, let it linger there. On Women's Day, I think it's 9th August. Is it 9th August? Which is Women's Day? 9th August. Cool, thank you. So on Women's Day, I just remember that. On Women's Day, we're visiting friends. And he says, how much do you need? So I'm not going to give amounts, but it's, it's crazy amounts. We said, no, roughly about this. And he goes, that's too much. We feel to give you half. And I said, dude, can't take it. I can't pay you back. And he says, no, 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 no. We're giving this to you because we feel it's God that says we want to boost you into this direction. So now I'm in a place, and I'm going to say right from the start, sometimes God does something in your life where he lets you step out in faith, and as you start walking, you feel God's moving with you. You know this is the right direction. And sometimes, like in this scenario, God does something, and it's like, if I don't stay in his slipstream, I'm going to miss out. He just starts moving, and I just need to keep up. So this starts happening. So Liv and I drive home and we're like, what just happened? You know, this is crazy stuff. I don't know where to start. So the first thing I said is, Lord, 
give us wisdom because I really didn't know where to start from there. Ended up, we got everything we need, coffee machine-wise, but there was a bit of a shortfall because I overspent on the coffee machine. Olivia didn't like that, but I thought the people are coming for coffee, you know, so it needs to be proper. <laughs> so anyway, so what happened was is um, just we were blessed. Someone said, we, I thought the trailer that we were going to get was a certain amount and realized that it wasn't a certain amount, that was a special, and it was a shortfall. And then someone said to us, listen, consider it done. It's done. Again, someone from the community, someone sharing. And I thought, wow, okay, the trailer is done, so that's where we're at. So we started with that. But now we're at a place where you get to a place where how do we go further? So the one day I'm speaking to this one guy, we're always talking business owner. How's his business doing? Talking, how can, you know, give you some advice in business or whatever. And this specific day, you see, what happens is when God moves, sometimes it's so unnatural, it can only be God. What happened here was I spoke to him and he says, listen, I just want to pay for my first two cups of coffee. I know it's not set up yet, but here's my first two cups of coffee, but keep the change. So I thought, okay. So I take the envelope and it's like this thick. And it wasn't 20 rand notes. It was very funny. I phoned Olivia to come and fetch me. I didn't want to walk in the street with that in her bag. <laughs> it's so incredible. And I went home and I said, because it was a strange amount of money, crazy money. It's something that I wouldn't think. And um, that day, someone else gave us another amount of money just to say, bless you. Now, I'll tell you what happened with that. But when they gave me the money, I phoned him and I said, this is too much. And he says, God blessed me so I can bless you. Good luck with this. And again, it's the community coming together. You will lack nothing. It's when the community come together and step in and someone, you see someone lacking something. Or in this case, someone desiring something. When the community come and says, we're going to share everything together. They all, everybody in that shared with us has got a part to play in the miracle of this. I keep on phoning the guys and I say, this is happening now. Thanks for being part of the miracle. I remind them. I feel like this is my thing now. I need to remind them they're part of a miracle. So I phone them and I say, you're part of this miracle. God is good. Share everything together. You know what's funny? On that day, finishing the story, when another person gave us the money, it was two of the same amounts. So if you're not really clever, you can go and look it up. Do the maths. So the amounts came up to the name L of God. So I'm not always into numbers and do all these funny things where you say this number means this, but Olivia did it, so it was cool. So she went and researched, she researched what it meant, and it means God showing himself mighty. In that situation, God says, I'm coming in as God Almighty. When a community starts moving around together, God shows up and he shows himself almighty. He says, where two or more are gathered, there I am. Can you imagine if we start doing things together as a community? If I see someone lack something, I mean, the previous day there was no one in the church, now 3,000 converts, what do you do with them? This is simple. Listen to the apostles' teaching. Second one, you do everything. Everybody's sharing everything together. And the third one is they ate together. Come on. When you eat together with people, something happens. You know what's the first thing that came to mind when I read that? Eating together is not a, fifth, it's not a thing that you do in a hurry. When I eat together, when I go and visit someone, 
I go and visit. And you spend two to three hours eating together, if you eat. If they don't, then we start making food. I walk into the kitchen, I make food, and we start eating. It's important. Eating is important. Or I start making coffee. They ate together. In some translations, so this is very important, in some translations it says they broke bread. So it means when they came together and ate, not just in the fellowship, it was like, oh, it's so nice seeing you. It's like, let's remember Jesus in this conversation. So wherever I find myself, if I eat with people or not, I always bring Jesus and what he's done and who he is into this fellowship. Isn't that incredible? We eat together when we share together. You might think, I don't invite people over to my house, and I thought this might be a touchy subject, but I want to I emphasize this. You think, my house is too small. You know, people will sit on crates because there's not enough space. When Olivia and I just got married, we had a small little upstairs flat. I had a single bed in the corner there. That was our chair. I had a little fridge. I had a double bed in the room. It's important to sleep well. I had a little radio in the corner with my percussion drum because I used to play percussion. And um, that was it. Some nights we had 28, 28 young adults in that little place. There was only space to sit on the ground. But you know what we found? And I say this often. When we are together, I can impress you with my strengths. I can impress you with my house. But we truly connect through our weaknesses. When I feel my house is a weakness, I cannot invite people in here. Man, you connect through your weaknesses. If you say to people, listen, I feel my house is too small, but anyway, come over. Just receive the blessing. There's a blessing that comes with that. So in life groups, I hope that's like, then I would just birth like 40 new life groups. But anyway, that's up to you. You can decide. They ate together. Lastly, they prayed together. And this is very important for me. You know that we find that so many times people are scared to pray together just before they leave. Some, I know I sometimes struggle with that as well. Not struggle, I forget. I'm being honest with you. So we go and visit people at their house, congregational visit. We leave and Olivia says, as we get in the car, you didn't pray for them. I'm like, ooh. So we have to have another visit so I can actually pray for them. So it's just an excuse to visit again. But you know what? We don't do that often enough. Where we just say, let's just stop right there. Let's quickly pray. People don't think, think it weird anymore if I visit someone and we stand outside their house just before we leave and we feel, listen, this is a touchy. You know, you know you go into those deep conversations just before you leave, two minutes before you drive, and then it happens. Then the person opens up and they're on their knees and they're crying and then it happens. It's not weird anymore to say, can we just stand here and quickly pray? You don't have to make it weird, but they pray together. It's in the praying together that we see miracles happen. When we come together as a community, nobody lacks every, anything. We eat together and we pray together. We will see miracles happen. Because when I come and I pray for Skulk, I know what's going on in his life because I'm walking a road with him. Now I'm going to pray for him. And we can see miracles happen. <laughs> I want to close off by saying, if we realize the gift of grace given to us and truly embrace it as a community to extend grace to others, then 
Hearts will be unlocked as we serve others, love others, encourage others, pray with others, and live generously towards each other. This is what community fully realized looks like. In Life Together, I read this in a book, Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes the following, A person who loves their dream for community will destroy the community. But the person who loves those around them will create community. So tonight, in closing, a call to greater grace. I want to encourage you. It sounds very simple. You know, we listen to the apostles' teaching or whoever teaching you're listening to during the week. Make sure it's sound so you need to study your word. We share everything together. We come together and we eat together. And then lastly, we pray together. If we have a, as a community can get just those four simple steps right, we will truly move mountains in our communities. So I want to I wanna impress on you tonight. We've done it the last time. It was so beautiful for me, and I want to do this tonight. The missionaries aren't here. When the missionaries were here that night, we all prayed for them. I don't know if you remember that. It was beautiful. Tonight, I'm going to close the service, but I want to encourage you, before you leave this building, because there's Connect, you can have coffee. Before you leave this building, I want you to grab someone and pray for them. Just say, what can I pray for you for this week? And everybody is very silent. <laughs> it means you might go to someone that you don't know, but say, hey, what can I pray for you? Maybe next week that person comes back to you and say, you know, you prayed for me. God did this, this, and this, and this. We need to start community right here, right with us. Amen. So let me pray. I'm going to close the service. And then you guys pray. And then you can go. Father, thank you that, Lord, it always seems so simple. The things we need to do to just extend grace to other people. But I pray tonight, Father, that as we listen to your voice, that we will make life more simple at the end of this year and focus on the relationships around us so we can strengthen our community and land in a good place. I pray that you'll bless your people as they go into this week. I pray that they will prosper, that they will walk in your peace, that they'll hear your voice, and like Skulk said, that they will see your face everywhere they turn. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.